0: Let me give you a little context. I have three boys in my house. They like to wrestle a lot. When brothers wrestle, part of what they're learning to do in wrestling and attacking each other, they're learning how to just not take it too far, right? They're learning, they're working out, they're get sweating, (laughs) they're hurting each other. But what ends up happening every single time is that somebody, one of them takes it a little too far. (laughs) Right? And the playing turns into real fighting. And when it moves from playing to real fighting, inevitably, you know, Aiden will scratch Owen. It'll leave like a mark that'll last for two weeks, right? And then Owen will pile drive Aiden or like drop his elbow on him. And now Aiden's got a black eye and it just, it just, what, what is that? Nobody wants to be the one who gets hurt the most, If you do something to me, I want to do more to you so that you never mess with me again. And every single one of us is tempted to live this way. We see that Jesus starts this passage and he says, an eye for an eye. And what I want to remind you is that this concept of an eye for an eye was supposed to be a guide for judges to administer justice, so that things would be fair. It was not supposed to be this philosophy for individuals to live your life by. So Dylan is in seminary now, so I can phone a friend, he's getting all this stuff fresh, and he is learning about Hammurabi's code. One of the oldest human laws written. And I asked him, give me some of, the, some of these. You know, and he tells me, well, one of the things that Hammer I, by his code said is that if somebody breaks into your house, you personally have the right to kill them. Not to protect you, not in the moment. I mean, you go find them a week later and you're justified to put them to death. We have to get rid of this idea that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is somehow this awful, regressive, back in the day, see the Bible is the reason that everything is messed up and the Bible is the reason that things are unfair. Actually, this was a very good law and principle for judges this idea of reciprocity but human nature is always to go way beyond the point of this law was to limit your thirst for vengeance there are still places in the world today where if you steal some fruit from a stand and they catch you in the act they can cut your hand off That is not an even trade. That is not an even trade. This is not, you know, 1570 when back in the day when a peasant takes a sheep and it's some feudal lord's sheep and guess what happens if you take the king's sheep? You're killed because you are poor and you took from the local owner of the land. This is not 1920, Mississippi, and a black man touches a white woman, and they round them up and lynch them. That is not reciprocity. That is not a fair deal. That is not an even trade. So we got to get our minds out of this whole idea that, well, the Old Testament law was terrible. No. But this is what Jesus is saying, you don't live by the letter of the law in your personal life, but you need to live by the spirit of the law, of love, and he's going to teach us this and he's going to go deep with us in this. So I want to give you just four quick points as we look at big picture what this passage calls us to. And the title of this message is True Strength. Can you all say true strength? True strength. Jesus here is teaching true strength. A lot of times we look at this and we read this and we're immediately like, man, if I lived like that, I'd be a punk. But actually Jesus is teaching us true strength. And the first point, I don't know if you got them up there, is that true strength, being easily offended is not true strength. Can you hear me? Being easily offended is not true strength. We're all about to have Thanksgiving. I bet you there's going to be lots of easily offending Right? <laughs> there's going to be a lot of, I mean, like, let's be honest, The the cops might show up. There'll be some fighting. There'll be some drama at a lot of our tables for Thanksgiving. But we're not demonstrating maturity. We're not demonstrating strength when everything somebody says to us just brings out the beast. (sighs) You know, you ever have uh, pictures taken? Maybe some families will get their pictures taken. There was this hilarious meme I saw on on Facebook, and it was like, it was like behind every picture of a family with all the kids smiling is the mom who threatened to cancel all happiness for all time if the kids won't smile for freaking three seconds, (laughs) right? (laughs) And, and, And we all know that we struggle with this this is clearly one aspect of what Jesus is teaching here that you are not demonstrating true strength if you're so easily offended now there was somebody in our congregation that dealt with an issue this week where they were struggling with their landlord and their landlord was coming down on them and there was some racial stuff in there, there was a lot of unfair stuff in there and They did the right thing, called me up, we prayed through it, amen? We prayed through it, we talked through it, and guess what? Instead of getting all hood, instead of getting all easily offended, instead of blowing up, instead of making the situation 10 times worse, they were able to talk to this person and say, listen, I know what's right and what's wrong. What you're doing is wrong. So if you want to take me to court, I'm ready. We have to, Jesus here is not telling us to lay down what's right. He's telling us to lay down your sense of your rights. Do you understand the difference? There's a huge difference between standing on your rights and people having to respect you and having to just look up to you and you standing for what is right. True strength. So, so that's the second point. Standing on your rights is not true strength. So Jesus tells a story about, you know, if the Roman guy, the soldier comes to you, they had a practice back in the day. Wherever Rome ruled, they could just pick any random person in their rule and say, listen, You're going to carry all my soldier stuff, and you got to walk a thousand paces with it all on. And Jesus says if you're compelled to walk a mile after you're done that thousand paces, you'll look over to them. This is what you do when you're my disciples, this is what you do when you want to represent in Gloucester as it is in heaven, you look at them and you say, I think I can do another thousand paces. Do you need more help? People see God in us when we make ourselves available and when we love radically and we have to let go of our rights, to show off our true strength as followers of Jesus. You have to let go of your rights. That's not let go of what's right, right? But let go of that sense of your own dignity. The whole point of you know, slapping the right cheek, how do you slap the right cheek? What would have happened back in the day is somebody would have, this is not somebody smashing you on Broadway and taking your purse. Right? This is not what this is. This is somebody standing in front of you and with the back of their hand, boom, right on the right cheek. And back in that time period, that would have been one of the most disrespect I mean even now, let's be real, that would have been one of the most disrespectful things. In fact, the rabbis would calculate the financial penalty for doing that. It was high. Letting go of your rights is gonna free you. It's gonna liberate you. We think the opposite, but that's true. So that job you should have got, the chore your kids should have done, the thing your spouse said they were gonna do and didn't do, the way your life should have turned out but never turned out, and all this, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. It's my right, it's my right. It's not fair. It's not fair. See, you've got to die to what you thought your life would be. And I know I'm talking to some people in this room right now. You've got to die to what you thought your life was going to turn out to be. There's no strength in that. It's sapping your strength. It's taking all your strength. You being full of regret of how your life turned out is killing you. There isn't true strength in you demanding your respect and you demanding your rights as a follower of Jesus. Thanks. But this is really important to balance. Ignoring injustice is not true strength. Ignoring injustice is not true strength. So we, we hear Jesus say, turn the other cheek, right? And we hear him say, go the extra mile, give to the one who asks. And then we could be confused when Jesus is put on trial and he gets hit and he protests. Or we get confused when Paul is beaten and put in, in jail And Paul says, do you not realize I'm a Roman citizen? You're not supposed to do this. Because just like every other part of this Sermon on the Mount, it's all about the motivation of your heart. And are you doing things out of this fiery reaction, oh, they can't do that to me? they can't do that to me. Or are you defending what's right? Because what's right includes things done to you that you should speak out about. This is very important for us to get. This is very important to get. I lived in um, a place called Rwanda, most of you know, and there's this passive culture this deep culture of obedience everything is about obedience you've got to follow the leader the sense of as an individual it's it's just something that it isn't really thought about it's on the back burner we are a group that's where we get our strength and there's a lot of beautiful things about it and even parents listen even kids who have parents who like are totally checked out and barely pay any attention to their kids, those kids, and this is not, I'm not lying to you, those kids will do whatever you tell them to do. Because they just look around and they see all the people my age, when an adult says this, I do it. Of course, that didn't didn't work out to be such a good thing when the genocide started and the radio was nonstop playing. You know, we have to kill our enemies. We have to destroy all of them or they will destroy all of us. Don't just be trained. Don't just be obedient. Don't just be a lap dog. Don't just be a doormat. Do you hear what I'm saying? True strength is not in being a coward. True strength is not in not speaking out against injustice. I remember I was sitting in a clinic and a drunk man came in. There were about 30 people in the clinic and the guy was getting violent and he was like a couple inches, you know what I mean? Like, you know how I get and they were like, you know what I mean? He was like, we're all, all in the face and all this stuff. And everybody just stood, stood there, still did nothing. And I was like, okay, this cultural, like like a go with the flow can only go too far. You know what I'm saying? And it only goes too far. So I grabbed the guy, right? I grabbed the guy and I'm like, hey, we're going to go on a walk, buddy. And we walked out <laughs> of the clinic and we walked about half a mile away. And I, and, you know, I talked to him a little bit, but he wasn't really in a position to hear anything. And then I made sure I left him far enough where he was kind of lost (laughs) in his state. And then I walked back to the clinic. True strength isn't about being nice all the time and obedient all the time. Some of you guys watch wrestling. There's this wrestler, the great Kali, right? He's huge. And you can, the, the guys can come up and they, they can just hit him in the stomach, boom, boom, boom. And the guy just is like, ho, ho, ho. Right, because he's so big. And this is what I want you to see. This is what I want you to picture. When people disrespect you, you don't gotta get all savage on them. Because in Jesus, you are strong enough. You are mature enough. You are big enough to take it. That's true strength. But true strength isn't, and I need to be really clear about this, true strength isn't just letting some woman or some man beat you every week. Remember what I said? We have to learn the difference between standing for our rights, which Jesus is challenging here and standing for what is right, which Jesus teaches everywhere. And it is wrong, it is absolutely wrong to be the object of someone's frustration, to just be someone's body bag because their lives aren't turning out the way they thought they'd turn out. We go to our final point. And here we talk about what true strength is. And letting God love through you is true strength. Amen. Letting God love through you. So what does Jesus say here? He says, Give to the one who asks. So all the time people ask me, especially folks who you know, are trying to process, what do I do with all these people who are begging on the streets? What do I do for them? I don't want to give somebody something and then they go get a tall boy or whatever. And my my response to that is like, I don't know that I would be doing that much better with the money myself, but that's besides the point. (laughs) First thing that we need to understand is we have to figure out a way to uh, listen to Jesus. We cannot rationalize what Jesus is saying here. He says, "Give to the one who asks." So your policy with people in need, with family in need, with people on the street in need, with neighbors in need can't be just say no. That can't be your policy if you're a Christian. Your policy cannot just be I just help no one. But here's the thing God is a good father, right? And he knows what we need. And when we ask him, he will give us what we need, right? But he doesn't give us always what we ask. (laughs) And you cannot. Just be given everybody who asked you exactly what they ask. Because a lot of times people are asking you for stuff and they don't really know what they need. And sometimes that light, the lights in their house have to go off sometimes. That God has to show them some stuff and walk them through some stuff. Sometimes you do not have the place of being someone's Messiah. I mean, there was a time when Peter saw the man who was begging on the side of the street and he said, gold and silver I don't have, but in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And what we ought to be in the business is we need to be giving something of what we have. Maybe it's our time. Maybe it's a little bit of what we're eating. Maybe it's just prayer. Maybe it's just smile. You know how many people only see folks kind of recoil and, in fear when they come up. And they like, like look away, you know what I mean? Like, ugh, oh, let me look away. And they're people made in God's image. And yeah, like a few weeks ago, we talked about manipulation, they're, they're not perfect and they're not innocent and all that, but neither are you. <laughs> and they deserve at least that look of love that look at like somebody like who's a they're a fellow human, made in God's image. I want to say too that we need to give together, just on a practical level, we need to give together. So a lot of people hit us up, and in a couple weeks we're going to have this friendsgiving, and we're going to have a big turkey meal with all kinds of people here. Right? It, I'm excited about it. People atta- People call the church. Every day, almost looking for help. And what I want to say is, there are more people we can help in our lives when we pull our resources together. And we do that together. And it's not just a one off, here's five bucks, hope you do well, but it's a hey, come into community. Why don't we look at what's going on in your life, the reason that you're in this crisis, and go a little deep with you, and pray with you, and hear you out, and maybe we can actually begin to see some of the roots of your problem, and we can go to God with it, and we can actually see God do some heavy lifting in your life, and we can see you get some good momentum in your life. And I'm not saying this theoretically. I've been that kid. From the single mom who was messed up and the church was trying to figure me out and they were trying to figure out what to do with me and guess what they loved me through it for the long haul thank god And I've seen people move from one spot to another. So we're not preaching some fatalistic stuff here that just says give people just whatever, a couple bucks to get them out of your hair. We're talking about real change where people who had no place to stay get a place to stay. Where people who had no family Get family who loves them and roots for them. Where people who are hopeless have hope. Where people who are illiterate learn to read. That's all the stuff that we can do here in Gloucester. I'm not talking about somewhere else. That's stuff we can do here, right now. Help people apply for jobs, we're doing it. We've helped people get jobs. We're not gonna stop. So God says, give. It's a command, not a suggestion. We have to do this, but we have to do it together. And you know, I did say that Jesus would seem to contradict this and Paul would seem to contradict this later in their life when they seem to stand up for what's right when they're being abused. But here's the thing, more than anybody else in the truest and deepest sense, live this out. Jesus was struck on the face. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They pushed it in till he bled. When he was hanging on the cross, he said, Don't you know that I could call down a whole troop of angels and deal with this? But he didn't. Jesus practiced what he preached. Jesus laid down his life for us that we could lay down our lives for each other. He laid down his life for us so that our sins would be forgiven, that we could have clean consciences, that we could live lives energized by love where we don't any longer have to live in that petty world where we always got to defend ourselves, we always got to blow up and and, and show people how strong we are. What we're really showing them is how weak we are. We can show this world true strength. How radical would it be, and I'll end with this, how radical would it be if just any of us actually did this? Like somebody just flames you. Somebody just tears you down. And we didn't have to see the Facebook post like, oh, they're about to know who I am. (laughs) I'm about to burn down their house. (laughs) But they saw that you were a Christian. And i gotta say this that sometimes it seems like christians are like the most easily offended people on earth we gotta take from this that we can't be like those touchy people who are like oh man they're taking all of our privileges away they don't let us pray they don't let us do that they don't let us do this what is wrong with you when jesus said this (laughs) When Jesus said this, the people of God were literally thrown in jail and all their possessions were taken away. And Jesus is teaching his people turn the other cheek. If they force you to walk a mile, walk two. Our spirit has to totally change. We have to stop leaning in to our rights and our privileges, and we have to start loving like Jesus commanded. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for its truth and its power. Lord, we pray. We pray that we would be your followers. We would do as you've commanded us in Jesus name. Amen.